Chapter 10 Being Persistent in Your Prayer Life and Not Losing Heart The scripture is Luke 18, 1 to verse 8. And Jesus spoke a parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray and not to faint, saying, There was in a city a judge who did not fear God, neither regard man. And there was a widow in that city, and she came unto him, saying, Avenge me of my adversary. And he would not for a while, but afterward he said within himself, Though I fear not God, nor regard man, yet because this widow troubles me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. And the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge said. And shall not God avenge his own elect, who cried day and night unto him, though he bear long with them? I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, shall he find faith on the earth? Being persistent in botany is continuing without withering, something that remains on a plant till the fruit is ripe, or till after summer is over, and the ripe fruits have all been harvested as a persistent leaf. That widow was persistent. She was not discouraged by all the negative answers she received from the unjust judge. She was still full of energy, and had purposed in her heart that she will keep going to that unjust judge, asking him the same petition until she gets what she wants. If there is someone who must give in, it will not be her, but the unjust judge. Such was the case of Moses. He kept on going to Pharaoh, the unjust king and judge of Egypt, asking the same petition. Let my people go, that they may go serve the Lord. Exodus 5 verse 1 Moses never changed his request. Pharaoh denied him his petition many times, but Moses kept going back, asking the same thing. And at the end, Pharaoh let the people of God go. I remember a day I was crying and I decided to stop praying for a particular problem that I was facing. I thought God will come and comfort me, saying, You have prayed for two years about that problem and have seen no results, so just stop. But early in the morning the Lord woke me up and said to me, If you draw back, my soul has no pleasure in that action. You are the just and you shall live by faith. Hebrews 10 verse 38 If you faint in the day of trial or adversity, it means that your strength is small. Proverbs 24 verse 10 David, the man after my own heart, almost gave up, but he did not. That is why he said, I would have fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Psalm 27 verse 13 so I tell you, men always ought to pray and not lose heart. Luke 18 verse 1 I the Lord say unto you, wait upon me. Have you not known, have you not heard, that the everlasting God, the Lord, who dwells in you, the creator of the ends of the earth, does not faint, neither is weary. There is no searching of his understanding. He gives power to the faint and to those who have no might. He increases strength. 
Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. Isaiah forty, twenty-eight to 31 When I woke up, I was angry with God. I said, I thought you will encourage me to quit praying for that problem, but instead you gave me a slap on the back of my head, telling me to continue. For how long? I am not interested in continuing. And some tears ran down my eyes. I sat down on my bed and prayed again about that problem. I did not feel like praying again for that problem, but we do not walk by sight. All the five physical senses, feelings and emotions. But we walk by faith. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 7 And walking by faith is doing what the written word of God says. That's all. The problem with some Christians, they change their confession or petition when they see nothing is happening in the physical realm. God calls the things which do not exist as though they do exist. Romans 4 verse 17 for by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Hebrews 11 verse 3 When you are facing a prolonged problem, there are times that all your physical senses, emotions and feelings will tell you, God has forsaken you. If you have never been in such a position, then you will not understand what I am talking about. The world around you seems to fall apart and all your dreams look like they are destroyed. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Matthew 27 verse 46 Jesus was the one who quoted that. People think that he was only quoting that to fulfill Psalm 22 which David wrote concerning the Christ. Of course, when Jesus was on the cross, all the sins of the world, past, present and future, were put onto him. He became sin, and sin separated him from God, so that you and I, no matter what our sins are, can still come to God to receive forgiveness. But at that time, when Jesus was on the cross, he also felt that God had forsaken him. Jesus was fully human when he was here on earth, so that whatever we are going through, he can sympathize with our feelings. We do not have a high priest Christ Jesus who cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities or weaknesses, but was in all points tempted just as we are, yet without sin. Hebrews 4 verse 15 When David wrote that Psalm 22, it was not just prophetic, but he was going through some tough situations in his life and rightly thought that God had forsaken him. David knew that God would save him and deliver him from all who sought to kill him, but when he was going through those attacks he felt like God forsook him. And Jesus also, who knew that God would raise him from the dead on the third day, yet when he was hanging on that cross he felt like God had forsaken him. And there have been moments in my life when I've felt like God has forsaken me, 
though I knew it is never the case, for it is written, I will never leave you nor forsake you, so that you may boldly say, The Lord is my helper, and I will not fear. What can man do to me? Hebrews 13, 5-6 There are things that we go through for the furtherance of the kingdom of God that none of us want to go through, even though we know that God will be with us as we walk through that valley of the shadows of death. Even Jesus prayed three times to God, even with tears in his eyes, saying, O oh my Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me, Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. Matthew twenty six thirty nine and Hebrews 5, verse 7 Jesus truly knows how we feel, and many times our spirit is willing to go through things for the Lord, for the furtherance of the kingdom of God, but our flesh is weak, and we just want to quit praying for that problem. But Jesus, who was also in that same position we are now, tells us, Watch and pray, that you enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Matthew 26 verse 41 We need to submit our will to God and pray that he will make us willing to be willing. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me, your son Jerry? Whenever I feel that way, I know it's only the pressure of the situation that makes me sad, and I have my tears running down my cheeks. Then I say to myself, Jerry, you need to walk like Jesus walked when he was on the cross, and felt that God had forsaken him. But what did Jesus do? Well, there were two thieves crucified with him, one on his left and the other on his right. One was reviling him, but the other repented of his sins, and Jesus ministered salvation to him. He said to Jesus, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto you, Today you shall be with me in paradise. Luke so even when Jesus was feeling that God had forsaken him, he still ministered salvation to people and prayed for people, even if he felt that God was not answering his own prayer, but he knew that God would answer his prayer for another person. So I stand up and I go to visit a family or a friend to share the word of God with them, to pray for them, to heal the sick, to cast out demons, for that is what Jesus would have done, no matter how much pain he was personally experiencing. And we see even in Psalm 22, the Lord answered David and delivered David. Then David had a testimony to share in the house of God. We also see Jesus on the third day. God raised him from the dead and he came to declare what God had done for him to his disciples and showed them the nail prints in his hands and feet. People read Psalm 23 of David, but they do not know that David went through Psalm 22 in which he felt like God had forsaken him. People read of the resurrection of Jesus, but they forget the cross where Jesus felt that God had forsaken him. The same God who delivered David and raised Jesus from the dead is also your God, and he will never leave you nor forsake you, regardless of your feelings and your circumstances. 
You have overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony. Revelation twelve eleven. So do not change your confession because the word of God that is coming out of your mouth is shaping your situation to line up with what the written word of God says. Once you have found out what the Word of God says about a particular situation, start confessing it and do not change your confession, no matter what. Stick to the Word of God and do not move, for God promised to work all things in your life according to the counsel of His own will, which is His written Word. Ephesians 1 verse 11 the psalmist understood it, so he prayed to God, saying, Let my prayer come before you. Deliver me according to your word. Psalm 119 verse 170 Jesus tells us, Have faith in God, for verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be removed, and be cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he says shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he says. Therefore I say unto you, whatever things you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. Mark eleven twenty two to 24 Do not change your confession because of doubt in your heart, and even if everything in you screams it is not true, Open the Bible and read those promises upon which you are standing out loud. Many times people call me to ask me, What does God say about my situation? I give them the counsel of the written word of God and I pray with them according to the counsel of the written word of God because God promised to work everything according to the counsel of His own will. So, after a couple of weeks, they call me back, asking me the same question, and I give them the same answer. They are looking for another answer, but I refuse to change my confessions. It has gone out of my mouth. I do not take it back, and I have faith in God who wrote those words that it will come to pass. Brothers and sisters, we need to believe the scriptures which say, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me, and the life I now live in the flesh I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Galatians 2 verse 20 For it is not you who speak, but the Spirit of your Father God who speaks in you. Matthew 10 verse 20 And whenever you have a thought of compassion or a thought that lines up with a written word of God or a scripture coming to your remembrance, it is not you thinking that, but the Holy Ghost in you bringing to your remembrance those thoughts and compassions that line up with the written word of God. John 14 verse 26 And whenever you speak in line with the written word of God, they are no longer mere words, but they are spirit and life. John 6 verse 63 And the spirit that is coming out of your mouth casts out demons, heals the sick, cleanses the lepers and raises the dead. Matthew 12 verse 28 there are things you will only experience after you've started discipling people. 
God will tell you things about them and you will tell them the prophecy of the Lord concerning their life, marriage, finances, career, children, housing, studies, etc. When they have a problem and seek your counsel, you will always give them the counsel of the written word of God because you have learned to think not beyond what is written in the Bible. Amos says, The lion has roared, who will not fear? The Lord Jehovah has spoken, who will not prophesy? Amos 3.8 But the devil will put pressure on the people you are discipling or the people you have prayed for so that they will blame you for their calamity. They will say, it is because we believed the report of that man of God or of that woman of God. What they do not understand is that it is the devil resisting them. We all need to go to the devil with the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, and he will flee from us. They will come to you and vent all their frustration, even anger upon you. Please do not take offense. Understand it is just the pressure of what they are going through. They love you and know that you genuinely care for them. That is why they come to vent those things to you. You are their friend and they know you love them at all times and will stick with them closer than a biological brother. Proverbs 18 verse 24 But at that time the devil will back you into a corner so that you will have pity instead of compassion. So you will deny the word of God and give them human reasoning and human ideas. You need even at that time that they are angry and even want to kill you to still tell them in love what God and his word says because it is the only thing that will truly deliver them of their destruction and heal them. Psalm 107 verse 20 We have in 2 Kings 6 24-33 the kingdom of Israel being besieged by Ben-Hadad the king of Syria. So the army of Syria had besieged Samaria, and there was a great famine. The siege lasted a long time that in Samaria goods were so expensive and rare. People were even boiling their children and eating them. Yet the king and the people of Israel knew that it was a small problem for God to deliver them, even without them having to fight a single battle against the Syrians. For in 2 Kings 6, 13-23, when the king of Syria sent his army to arrest Elisha, that he blinded the entire Syrian army and led them to Samaria as prisoners. So why was Elisha not doing anything against that Syrian army at this time? People came to the king for help, but even the king could not help himself, let alone talk of helping someone else. So the king said to the people, If the Lord does not help you, where can I find help for you? 2 Kings 6 verse 27 But after the king heard that some woman had eaten a boiled child of one of them and were planning to eat the boiled child of the other because of the severe famine, the king was so mad, not at the woman, but at the man of God, Elisha, whom he knew could do something about that famine. 
It happened when the king of Israel heard the words of the woman, he tore his clothes, and he passed by on the wall, and the people looked, and behold, he had sackcloth inside on his flesh. And he said, May God do so, and more also to me, if the head of Elisha, the son of Shaphat, shall stand on him this day. But Elisha sat in his house, and the elders sat with him, and he sent a man from before him. But before the messenger came to him, he said to the elders, Do you see how the son of a murderer has sent to take away my head? Look, when the messenger comes, shut the door and hold him fast at the door. Is not the sound of his master's feet behind him? While he still talked with them, behold, the messenger came down to him, and he said, Behold, this evil is from Jehovah. Why should I wait for Jehovah any longer? 2 Kings 6 verse 30 to 33 So you see, the people wanted to even behead Elisha, for they thought it was his fault, and he could do something, but it seemed like he was not willing to. So why wait longer? Let us kill that Elisha, for the enemy will also kill us. Perhaps when the enemy has broken through our walls, they will kill us, but when they come to kill him, he will blind them again like he did the last time and escape. So if we have to die, let us also kill him first. Love the people and understand it is just the pressure of the enemy on them that is causing them to act that way. Elisha did not call down fire on that messenger or on the king of Israel, but instead Elisha gave again the word of God. Elisha had to decide, do I give them again the word of God or do I keep my mouth shut? The devil wanted Elisha to keep his mouth shut. That is why indirectly he threatened to behead him. Because out of the mouth of Elisha comes fire, a hammer, and a double-edged sword, whenever he speaks words that line up with the written word of God, to destroy all the works of the devil. Jeremiah 23 verse 29 and Ephesians 6 verse 17 So Elisha opened his mouth to speak again the word of God. Hear the word of the Lord, thus says the Lord. Tomorrow about this time a measure of fine flour will be sold at a shekel and two measures of barley at a shekel in the gate of Samaria. And the third officer on whose hand the king leaned answered the man of God and said, Behold, if Jehovah would make windows in heaven, could this thing be? And Elisha said, In fact, you shall see it with your eyes. 2 Kings 7 verse 1 to 2 Unbelief of the people who come to you for counsel does not affect what God will do through the words that come out of your mouth as long as they line up with his written word. Do not expect the people to have faith when they come to you in their calamity. Have compassion on them and have faith for them. Paul tells us, if we do not believe, God remains faithful. He cannot deny himself. 2 Timothy 2 verse 13 But God is banking on you to voice his word, so that his angels who excel in strength and do his command will hearken to the voice of his word in your mouth. Psalm 103 verse 20
and we see the result of it in 2 Kings 7, 3-20. Four lepers decided to go to the Syrian camp to get some food at the risk of being killed. But the Lord had caused the army of the Syrians to hear the noise of chariots and the noise of horses, the noise of a great army. So they said to one another, Look, the king of Israel has hired against us the kings of the Hittites and kings of the Egyptians to attack us. Therefore they arose and fled at twilight, and the camp was left intact, their tents, their horses, and their donkeys, and they fled for their lives. 2 Kings 7 verse 6 to 7 You see, God caused them to hear the noise of angels riding on horses and chariots. That is why they fled for their lives. Of the truth, the Bible says, The wicked flee when no man pursues, but the righteous are as bold as a lion. Proverbs 28 verse 1 those wicked Syrians fled for their lives when no earthly army was pursuing them but an angelic army, but those four lepers were bold as lions to march into the Syrian camp. The famine was over just like Elisha prophesied. Even when the enemy threatens to behead you through the hand of the people whom you love and care for, do not change your confession. Keep saying what the written word of God says. Be it in healing, in prosperity, in deliverance, in debt raising, etc. I refuse to change my confessions. Faithful is God who called you who also will do it. 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 24 He said unto me, These sayings or words are faithful and true, and the Lord God of the holy prophets sent his angel to show unto his servants the things which must shortly be done. Behold, I come quickly. Blessed is he who keeps the sayings or words of the prophecy of this book. Revelation 22 verse 6 to 7